Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was shared by Pastor Shad McDonald on September 18th of 2022. The scripture reading comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. The sermon is titled, Divine FaceTime. If you would like to stay up to date with the most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share this episode with friends or with family by tapping the share button. And if you would like to contact us, you can do so by emailing preachthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Listen as Pastor McDonald talks to us today about divine FaceTime. Thank you for listening. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. There's a phrase that I'm looking for there. I want you to see it with me. Notice right in the middle of the verse, these words, and seek my face. Again, and seek my face. So if the Lord will stand by me, I'll just label that line, divine FaceTime. A friend of mine said that he observed a a little one sitting in a dad's lap and the dad was distracted and the little one was trying to get dad's attention and the little child just reached up and grabbed dad by both cheeks and just held dad real close until the little one got nose to nose with dad. When's the last time you wanted to get face to face with God? A divine encounter, you and God and God alone. Divine FaceTime. America needs God. Our world is in an awful shape. But it's very easy for us to sit on a pious pew and pride ourselves in what we don't do and go down that long list of what makes us better than everybody else. But I'm going to bring it right home where you live and where you get your mail and I want to talk to you. How long has it been since you had divine FaceTime? How long has it been since it was you and God? I was reminded this morning of the story of a single mother. She had two boys. They were like eight and nine, just right there together, real close. And uh, she didn't know what she was going to do with them. She was at the end of herself. Threats didn't work. Nothing seemed to work. And then she had an idea. I'll take them to the preacher. And so after service, she had it all set up that the minister was going to take those two young boys of hers in his office 
and really clean their clock and line them out. So the minister took them into his office and seated both of them and then real stern, gruff demeanor looked at both of them until it was awkward and they began to fidget and he just stared at them. And finally, with a deep, gruff voice, he said, Where is God? They both sat in utter fear and quake and fright. And again, the minister said, Where is God? About that time, the older one grabbed his brother by the hand and said, Come on, Johnny, quick. They've lost God and they're blaming it on us. America has lost God. Who are we going to blame it on? If ever we needed God, we need Him now. And so my message today is, since we know we need Him, how are we going to find Him? Do you think maybe in our lives that somehow or another we've become so absorbed and we've become so self-consumed and self-centered that somehow or another we've lost God? And notice the recipe for revival. Notice what God tells them to do. The humbling required. Number one, the humbling required. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves in humility, in contrition, in frank honesty, get down to business and humble ourselves before God. Notice the people that were addressed. He does not reference the heathen. He does not reference those that know not God. He does not reference those that are in foreign land. But he says definitively, if my people, the people that he addressed was his own people. He had called them by his name. He gave them his name. He was their Lord Jehovah and he said if you want to come to me you're going to have to humble yourself the people addressed let's not take our time to try to blame it on everyone else of our woes and our ills let's just come right back here where we live let's come right back here where we go to church have we lost God have we lost God Has God become mislaid? I mean, we jump up in the morning and we we run out of the house like the devil's after us. Amen. And we go all day long and we wonder why we had such a bad day. Did you ask God to go with you? Did you begin with a prayer? Did you take time to read your Bible? Do you want to have a happy, healthy life? It'd be best if you used the owner's manual. In this book is everything that we need. 
And the reason our lives are disoriented and the reason our lives are misplaced and things are in such disarray, we're not going by the owner's manual. But if we want truth, here's where we find truth. If we want happiness, here's where we find happiness. Go by the owner's manual. Come back to God. If there's an auto electrician in the building, I need your help. I've got a 92 Mazda B2200. No, it's not for sale. But my little Mazda truck, uh, Brother Billy, uh, the, uh, the turn signals went out. Well, for a while there... I realized that if you pulled down hard on left and went back up to right, they'd blink for a little while. And then if you hit the hazard button um, and, and turned the hazard on and off and then worked, as my granny used to say, my granny never learned how to drive. So my aunt was her chauffeur. But granny never had a driver's license, but she knew how to drive. And she'd sit over there, and when they got close to an intersection where they were going to make a turn, my grandmother would say, Lender, that's Linda, Lender, turn your flicker on. Don't forget to turn your flicker on. Well, my little monster, the flickers went out. And so then the other day, uh, I passed by and seen somebody on the side of the road, and I, I raised my hand to wave, and I hit my horn. And at that very moment, my horn made just a little tiny bleat, sound like a sick sheep or something, and my horn went out. Titus was with me. And uh, so here's what I did. I went to the parts house because I was sure that they were going to have something I needed. And I, I began to pull fuses. And I pulled all the fuses out, every one of them, and they were all good. I thought, well, that's not the problem. So, but then I noticed there was one fuse that it was loose. You could tell it was just barely hanging on. I said, that's the problem. Whatever it's supposed to plug into is loose on the back and has fell away, and I need to take the uh, fuse panel off. Well, to take the fuse panel off, you've got to take the left side of the dash out. So I took all them screws out, took all of them screws out, and... <clears throat> Then I was able to get the fuse panel turned to where I could see that there was no wire to go in there where that fuse was that was just barely hanging inside that little portal that you pushed it in. So I put it all back together. Now this took 30 minutes now. And when I got it all put back together, I said, you know what? I think there's an owner's manual in the glove compartment. And I got the owner's manual out, and I went to uh, the, the owner's manual of the panel and looked. And would you believe that that fuse that was there, it was for a spare. That was a blank portal, and that's where you put a spare. It'd been a lot easier if I'd have just went to the manual. That's the problem in our homes today. That's what's wrong with your heart today. We want happiness and we want wholeness and completeness, but we don't want to come to God. But the humbling is required and the people that are addressed and the presence that must be approached. And here's why you must come in humility. You're not approaching the mayor. You're not approaching the alderman. You're not 
approaching the governor. You are approaching Almighty God and the only way you're going to get there is on your knees. And it'd be great for America to learn if we're going to get back to God, we're going to have to crawl. If we're going to get back to God, we're going to have to come on our knees. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, I got saved on my knees. Now, I know you can get saved standing up, sitting down, and, and whatever. But, but nevertheless, I come to an altar, and I, I bowed my knee, and I, I repented of my sins. I opened up my heart, and I asked Jesus to forgive me. And you know what he done? He forgave me. I got that on my knees. And there's something about humility that causes us to recognize, I can't do this on my own. There's a higher power. <clears throat> Humbling required. Hearing restored. <clears throat> Hearing restored. <clears throat> if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Uh, when's the last time, when's the last time that there was a conversation between us and him. Divine FaceTime. When my twin, Shannon, went to Kuwait, he was there six months. And so somebody told me, and I, it's been, that's been eight, nine years ago, maybe ten years ago now, and I forget the app that I used on my phone, but I, I dialed him up. And it, it was several, several minutes before there was a connection. And by and by, I seen Shannon's face on the screen. And there he was in Kuwait City, Kuwait. And we talked for about 15, 20 minutes. Marvel of marvels. Him on the other side of the world in a Muslim country able to talk to his favorite brother on the phone. And I could see his face. Take this book right here. Look in this book. There you see what God is like. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wish that we could get focused here this morning. If we could get our mind on Him. And we could say, you know what? I had an encounter with God here today. God dealt with my heart. God spoke to me. Notice the condition that we must meet. We must seek his face and pray. Have you tried that lately? Do you know it still works? It really does. You are an answer to someone's prayer. You are an answer to someone that had a burden for you you may have been that unspoken request or you may have been that request that was given week after week after week after week but somebody kept praying for you there was a dear sister that attended the Keller church uh, <clears throat> there in Keller Texas where brother Kenneth Rowe pastored and her name was sister Blackaby sister Blackaby had attended that church for nigh on to 50 years. Sister Blackaby had a son that was in Littleton, Colorado. 
He had been estranged from the family for decades. She had prayed every service. Her prayer request was, remember my lost boy. She's in Keller, Texas. He's in Littleton, Colorado. And at, to her knowledge, and at that time, there was not a, a church that she knew of with any type of Pentecostal background, any holiness teaching. And so she didn't know of anyone that would even reach out to her boy. <clears throat> and little, little to her knowing that God put it on a man's heart to go to Littleton, Colorado and start church. He moved there just for that reason and he took his garage and opened it up and made a small sanctuary. And somehow or another, walking the street or just a passerby, would you believe of all the thousands of people in Littleton, Colorado, who he met? He met Sister Blackaby's boy and invited him to their house church. He came and got saved, gave his heart to God. Hey, prayer still works. Prayer still works. Don't give up on your lost loved ones. Don't give up on those family members that are wayward and apart from God. God still answers prayer. He's still in the prayer answering business. And if we will meet the condition, there is communion that we can have. Can the church say amen? There's humbling required. There's hearing restored. And there is healing that will be received. America needs healing. <clears throat> Where does it start? It has to start in our homes. Because of broken homes, we have broken nations, broken families. So where does the healing need to start? It needs to start within us. And notice the promise that God gives, and we'll forgive their sin and heal their land. The mercy that forgives... I will forgive their sin. Now this is something that God does. This is His nature. It's not ours. He can forgive. And He can forget. Only God can do that. He's a forgiving God. F.W. Borum said he went to visit an old man. Someone said, so-and-so's passing, about to die, unchurched, ungodly, wicked. And he goes to the deathbed of this dying man. And he stands there and offers to pray with him. The dying man will have nothing of it. And he said these words, I've hated him. I've hated him. I swore I'd hate him to my dying day. And he referenced someone that had did him a wrong decades ago. And he said, I swore I'd hate him to my dying day. And then he said this. He said, but I suppose that all of my hate did him no harm at all. But God only knows it has eat out my soul. Hallelujah. You know why you need the forgiveness of God? Because you need to learn to forgive. 
You know why you need to bring your broken heart to Jesus and let him heal? Is because there's forgiveness that he desires to work in your home and in your marriage and in your life. <coughs> he said, I will forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. The mercy that forgives and the mending that follows. And that word there, heal, is literally stitch by stitch. That's that word, heal, there in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. I will heal. I will sow their lives back together again. Aren't you glad God can do that? Amen. Homes broken. Lives in disarray. Marriages on the rocks where there's confusion and disharmony. God says, if you'll come, if you'll come humble before me, you'll hear from me and I'll heal. Humbling, hearing, healing. Oh, that's what America needs. That's what God desires to do for our lives. God, give us some divine face time. Time face to face with God. Would you stand with me, Father? Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Thank you for the promise, Lord, that you've given us in this scripture today. Lord, that you desire to restore. You desire to remake. You desire to renew. For that heart, for that home that needs that restoration, that needs that healing, do that, Lord, here today. Give someone that divine FaceTime. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Brother McDonald, you nailed it just right. That's what I need. I need some one-on-one -on -one time with God. I, I need that time with the Lord. I need that time with Him. Just a moment for inventory, okay? Self-inspection. Has God been mislaid in your life? Somehow or another with all the hurry and the worry, the hustle and the bustle, all the things going on, there's not been time for that divine FaceTime. And we need that one-on-one -on -one encounter with God. If you need that today, I want to invite you to this altar. It don't matter if you attend here every service. It matters not who. Brother McDonald, it's been a while since I had that divine FaceTime. But I really want that. The altar's open. It's just as easy of stepping out of your seat and coming down to this front and just saying, Lord, it's me. It's been a while, but I know you've not forgotten me, Lord. Have I got to pray in church right now? I need to renew. Any young heart, any life, I need to make that commitment again to that FaceTime with God. Someone like to pray. 
Why don't we all gather? There's a famine in our land. We feel the hunger deep inside. Thank you, Jesus. It has been too long since we have felt the rain. But there's a price that must be paid. Give us patience.